0: and then I will send you the 1.0 version of this course when it is out, all right? You'll be one of the first 100 people. Once I hit 100 people, I am shutting it off and it will be a paid product and that will be it, all right? So make sure if you want this course for free, be one of those 100 people because that is the only way you will be able to get it for free. All right, that is it. Now back to this episode. Hey, on today's session, you're gonna learn from Rob and Kennedy from the Email Marketing Show on how to grow your email list, with your podcast, and how to grow your podcast with your email list. Let's go. So Kennedy and Rob, um, I guess brief backstory on how I, I ran into you, Rob. First of all, you've got white hair, which sticks out on any Facebook profile. And then Rob, you've got red hair, So, or silver, I should say, um, not, not not white. But uh, we, I met you okay. and uh, heard about you first in the Hustle & Flow charts in Matt and Joe's email, or Facebook group. And you're always dropping great stuff in there. So um, good to finally connect. And we ch- chatted about a month ago, which was awesome. So uh, what struck me and interested me and why I wanted you to come on and share is is your immense knowledge in email marketing. And also you have a podcast and you've done a really awesome job at tying those two together and making those two work um, and help each other as a, as almost like a cycle in a system, right? So um, before we jump in, Kennedy... Rob, would love for you guys to jump and just share a little bit about like what you do um, and how you guys got started in email marketing. Right, right. Fun stuff.
1: So before we before we get into Rob will tell you the story, but basically, um, first of all, we this we are now on our third podcast, and this is the only time we've got it right. So we've <laughs> we've, we've fucked it up fantastically, um, three two times, and we're doing okay now at, at getting it right. So yeah. just getting the whole thing to work as an ecosystem is really difficult. What yeah. we do, I guess, um, before we tell you sort of how this all came about, is we help. Business owners, small businesses who have online courses, uh, coaching programs, um, memberships, any kind of expertise to become mm-hmm. the email marketing hero of your own business, and that's what this is about. This is this is really about figuring out how do you make sales and grow your business without actually having to talk to many people on the phone or certainly pre-qualifying <laughs> them a lot before you do that, um, yeah. and making more sales by by doing really good email marketing. And we're not talking about that shady. Um, dreary old email marketing, which was all about like email people until they buy, die, or unsubscribe. As somebody said to us fairly recently, it's not about that anymore because that doesn't work anymore, right? Anyway, yeah. So that's that's what we do. But I suppose, Rob, you do want to tell the uh, the story? Yeah,
2: of- story. It's odd actually, because we were talking earlier on today about the fact that we aren't actually email marketers. I just want to put that on the table for a second and say, we are not email marketers. Like you can't hire us to come and do your email marketing for you. Mm. We're people who have used email marketing in order to grow businesses and businesses of all sorts of shapes and sizes. For example, for, we've been friends for nearly 20 years and for nearly as long as that, we've both been performing as professional entertainers. So um, Kennedy is a mind reader. Anyone in the US would know that as a mentalist basically uses psychology and reading and understanding people and influence to make it look like you can read people's minds. Cause when you've got that skill set, you basically can, and I'm a hypnotist. So I go on stage and hypnotize people and make them do crazy things for two hours and then send them back to their friends to look at the photos and the videos that were taken for blackmail purposes later. And so we've done that for, as I said, uh, well, it's about 18 years now, um, all over the world, had a great career out of it. Still do it now. Love it. And one of the things that we did when we got into that independently as entertainers is we very quickly realized that actually that is a real business. It's not a thing you do for fun. Uh, I mean, it can be, but for us, it wasn't a thing we did for fun. It was a business and therefore we had to learn how to brand ourselves. Hence the hair we had to didn't say brand ourselves. Well, just brand ourselves. We had to learn how to brand ourselves, price ourselves. So we could charge more than the, than the competition and still get work, fill our diaries with stuff. And we rapidly realized that email played a massive part in doing that at scale. How do you get audiences into a venue? Email's a really great way to do it. how do you get clients to complete the booking that they were thinking about doing emails, a great way to do it. So completely by. By accident and completely independently, we both became hooked with email marketing. And one day we decided we'd like, we ended up swapping notes on the idea uh, saying, well, I've been doing this and this is, I've got this thing called Aweber, I'm building a list. It's really cool. And Kennedy said the same thing. And, uh, and yeah, we, we became hooked on email marketing in a big, 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 big way that has led us now to over the last, I don't know, 10 years or so, more than 10 years, figuring out how do we apply our principles of psychology from hypnosis and mind reading to email marketing to create deeper relationships, higher conversions, raving fans who want to hear from you on a daily basis, rather than people you just have to like blast with your sales message every time you want to sell some pens or something.
0: I love that. I think on your website, I read like psychology-based email marketing. And that stuck out to me because I've seen, you've seen all the different hooks and USPs and like unique mechanisms of like, how do these guys actually get results? Psychology-based marketing psychology based email marketing for me has always been something that's interesting um one of the guys i early dove into gosh what's his name uh man he's he's also a uh loves he's a magician and he's a, he's a he's a copywriter and i forget his he was in the in the secret as well oh this is joe Vitale. yeah that's what it is there you joe Vitale. i read his book oh it's it's the green covered one i don't know what, I'll, we'll link it in the show notes i'll find um, it on my shelf
1: you were talking made- about Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about because I have too.
0: Is it hypnotic something? Hypnotic marketing. Hypnotic, hypnotic marketing. marketing. Cool. There we go. That is a great book mm-hmm. and got me into really understanding um, why that stuff is important and how that plays a role in marketing. So super cool. I didn't know you guys didn't know that little backstory that you shared, Rob. So thank you. Um, but to get into a little bit about how you, you said before you guys messed up two podcasts before this, so I'm curious to hear what was the, what were the mistakes. Did they relate to email marketing? Um, and how do you fix them?
2: And we're really good at it, by the way. Like we're spectacularly good at messing up a podcast. So,
1: <laughs> Oh yeah. Uh. If that's what we're going to talk about. I think one, one of the things we've done wrong a lot in podcasting or in all of our marketing actually is, and it's a discussion we constantly have with people is having too wide, too broad a top of funnel, right? The top of your funnel I was like, we had a great, po- we had a podcast where we interviewed some of the best people in marketing, like yeah. John Lee Dumas, Todd Brown, like amazing people in marketing. The podcast had probably the best name of any marketing podcast ever. It was called Three Marketers Walk Into a Podcast. Great name, great brand. Good too podcast. Too broad. Yeah. Great podcast. Too broad. Too yeah. broad. Yeah. Because getting people from Talking about Facebook ads and then Pinterest and Insta, everything about marketing, down to email marketing, down to our software platform, which is a a survey and quiz-based platform um, for marketers. Um, That was too long a journey. Yeah. So that's the big first thing we we didn't figure out. The second thing we didn't figure out was that there is a two-way process between our email system, and the podcast. In fact, that the bigger lesson out of that really is trying to figure out where does your podcast actually fit into your marketing? Because you're not going to get famous off your podcast. It's very unlikely you're going to get famous off your podcast. But yeah. what you do need to do is, you, first of all, you need to start. So that's good. Like, you need to start. We started three. That's great. So we, we got good at starting. Yeah. The, next, the next thing you need to do is figure out, Where the hell does it fit? Mm -hmm. So it needs to fit in two really distinct places. The first one is you need to take listeners and turn them into email subscribers. And I don't mean either email subscribers or Instagram followers. No, it has to be email. And the reason it's got to be email subscribers is that's the only channel email's the only channel where you own the data. If you fall out with your email marketing platform, let's say you're on, I don't know, uh, active campaign yeah. and you f- have a fallout with them, you have a bit of a, a Barney with them, it's all right, because you just download the CSV file of all your contacts, and you go, when you go to ConvertKit or Infusionsoft or anybody else, and you upload it there, and as long as you're being compliant, they'll take you. That's fine. If you fall out with Facebook which happens to people every day, right? Yep. They get closed yep. down and get put in Facebook jail. We all hear about it. If that happens, there's no data to download and there's nowhere else to upload it to. So you're screwed. So you do need, we do need to move people across to, to your email list um, because that's the place where you can actually do some selling. Because, yep. you know, selling on your podcast, can you imagine if that's what happened, like imagine right at the end of the show, we will end. And by the way, we've got this, uh, this $7,000 program and then we're going to stack all the bonuses and that's worth $23,000. And, and yeah. then now you can have a day for just five. Like imagine if that's how it works. Well, of course it doesn't work like that, but we do have to make sales. It has to be part of your funnel. Right. Mm. And so the way it does, the way it does that is you move people from your podcast into your email marketing world where you can treat them really, really well. You can give them actual value in those emails. So they actually want to open your emails. They're not avoiding them like that horrible ex-girlfriend who you sort of try not to make eye contact with when you see. Instead, they're actually looking forward to your emails and you get to make offers. And we're going to give you some strategies today. Hopefully we'll have time um, to get people (laughs) from listening to your podcast onto your email list, because that's something else We've been terrible at, like we're really good at email marketing, really good at it. But we struggled for like ages to get people from listening to the show to coming and joining our list. And we'll we'll share with you how, how we've done that. So that's the first thing. The other part of it is what Rob's going to talk about, which is to do with how you do it the other way around. And that is to use your email list to power your podcast.
2: Right. I think it's really important to remember because we definitely thought that the podcast was the top bit. That was what got people in the front door. That was the big flashing neon sign outside the nightclub that got people in. And then basically we sort of assumed that once they're on our list and now we're going to sell them stuff, they probably don't listen to the podcast anymore. Or once they're paying us every month to be in our membership program, the league, they're not going to be listening to the podcast anymore. (laughs) But actually we just, we just like realized over a period of time that our stupidity and realized actually these people need to be constantly sent back to the podcast because that's what's going to deepen the relationship with them. Let's face it. Mm -hmm. We email our list every day, 365 days a year. Wow. More than once a day. But if they're hearing from us every day in their inbox and they're hearing from us multiple times a day on social and they're going to get a podcast once a week, that's going to be great. But let's face it, however good your podcast is, there are going to be more people who don't think, oh, I must go and listen to that latest episode than think, oh, I must. There's going to be more people who don't do that than do. So we've got to remind them about it. And so we realized, let's make sure it's in our signature in the bottom of every email we send to our list. Let's make sure it's hammered home in our welcome sequence when people first join our list. Because some people are going to come into our world having not come through the podcast. How rude. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we need to tell them it exists. So let's do that everywhere that we can. So it's very much a cycle. Like the podcast can bring people in, but so can our list building efforts. And yeah. we can drew, move people from the podcast to the list and from the list back to the latest podcast episode again. So it becomes a sort of wheel, flywheel, totally. I hate the word, wheel sort of process that just keeps the whole thing driving.
0: Yeah, exactly. I I love that. It's it's so true. I found that in in my experience as well. Like people buy from you, but guess what? They're still listening to the podcast. They're still reading your free emails. They're still in your Facebook group asking for the free stuff you're putting out to get leads, um, which I find hilarious. I'm like you're in the course. You paid for this already. Like it's 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 in module six.
1: <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, totally. This happens to us. So it's funny. We we do these daily emails, which are usually um, a, a, a funny, fun story, um, mm-hmm. and they're followed by a lesson that you can implement about your email marketing. And then sometimes, almost almost always, we'll tell you about a, a product or a, a something that we've got going on and some kind of offer. And when people buy that offer, it's usually talking about our membership, which is called the League of Email Marketing Heroes, uh, the League. And we will tell people about that. But then people join the league, and automatically in our system, if you're if you've got the tag that says you're in the league, you've got that segment activated. Yeah. We can't we exclude you from getting our daily emails. Yeah. The amount of people of our members who come and go, I've stopped receiving daily emails. Can I have those, please? And we're like, what those emails that sell you on the thing you've already bought? And they're like, yeah, I already want that, please. It's cra- <laughs> it is crazy, but if you do it yeah. right, do it in a really valuable way, like. Think about it. If the emails you're going to send have value in and of themselves, even if there was no offer in them, then you're doing something really, really good. But I suppose it does beg the question, like, how do we get people from our podcast onto our email list so we can sell them our coaching services, our courses and stuff like that? And I think um, what we have to do is we have to figure out, first of all, we have to give them a really good reason to go in and do that. So we have to give them what's known as a lead magnet or a, a bribe, which is essentially what it is, isn't it? It's like saying, "Hey, give us your email address, and yeah. and we'll give you something cool." And there's a few different things you could have, and we've tested a few different things. So, for example, you could put together like a, a free report or something like that. That's a really good way of getting people from your 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 show. Um, it's not the best way that we've for us anyway. For us, it's not the best way.
2: One another, another really good one. Go on, Rob. One, one thing I think is really important to point out here is that um, remember to tell them about it because we did a really horrible thing for a long time and just didn't mention it. It wasn't like we had our little script thing we're going to talk about and we just didn't really bring it up. Didn't mention what? Just so I'm clear. Sorry, no. mentioned this amazing free thing you could get. So for a oh, while, it was a, yeah. a free flash sale email campaign that we gave away or give away. And uh, for the longest time, we like just didn't mention it on the podcast. Like people right. just couldn't go and get it for, I don't know, a couple like over a year of, of our old podcast and for a long time into this one, you just couldn't get it. So that was, that was a mistake that we learned the hard way. It sounds stupid so, when you say it. But the solution to it's really simple. Have a script for your podcast. Have mm-hmm. a we have literally got a
1: script. Like, and our guests are always surprised. Like we are like, okay, so just adjust the script. We're gonna say this about you. Is that okay? And then we have it on my screen here. And Rob has it on his screen. <laughs> and we're like, okay, the first thing that happens is I say this, then Rob says this, then I say this, and then I say, by the way. He, so and then we get into the guest. And then it's not, not the interview bit's not scripted, but the yeah. intro and it's the other scripted. bits like around it. If it's in the script, you can't, you can't miss doing it. You know, and no. I think. Being a performer, we're used to scripts. Like because you know when you do comedy or when you do mind reading or you do hypnosis, like we don't say we don't make those things up every night. Even though it looks like we might be off the cuff, no. Like they're in the script. So yeah, so make sure you tell people about it. And and this is interesting because it brings up the question of when do you tell them about it? And we heard a bit of advice and um, I'll not mention who it was because I really love the guy and I really respect him. But this is the one bit of advice we took from him that just didn't work. And the bit of advice was this, don't mention your lead magnet, your reason to join your your list until near the end of the episode. And the reason for that is those listeners won't have built up trust and rapport with you yet. That's that's a mistake, and it's the mistake we were making, and it cost us hundreds, if not thousands, of leads of, of contacts and new subscribers. The reason is that is basing the idea that everybody who listens to your podcast is new. Mm-hmm. They're not right. Most of the people who are listening to your podcast are repeat. So yep. we're talking about classic advertising of repetition, repetition, repetition. So and also near the end of your podcast, if you're doing an interview podcast or whatever format that's when you're going to have the least number of listeners exactly look <laughs> so, at the stats
0: like it goes yeah, like Yeah, just watch it, does it not just... Go like this <laughs>
1: <laughs> no it does not go... no one goes i will listen to this episode from 8 <laughs> minutes in <laughs> never mind the... never mind that yeah no right. that nobody does that so um so what what the time to mention your recently go and join your list and we'll come up with some really compelling ones in a, in a moment and share with them share with you but um is at the beginning and at the end that's yes. it and just and tie it in to why. So I'll give you what ours is now and this, and you Love can it. literally just use this if you want. Ours yeah. is, we talk about the episode's gonna be about this this week's show. This week's episode of the email marketing show is about how to move people from your podcast onto your email list. Now, at the end of this episode, we don't want you feeling alone with all your questions. Don't be wondering how do I apply this? No, we've got a free Facebook group. Come and join us in the free Facebook group where we'll be talking about this exact thing. Just go to your Facebook and go and look for the email marketing show community. We'll see you there. And then we go into the show. And then at the end of the interview or the end of the main bit of content, if it's a Rob and I episode, because our show alternates between a guest and not a guest, then we'll say it again. Oh, wasn't that great? Yeah. Now you've probably got lots of questions. Don't be alone with those questions. So it's really important that you don't, I think you, you shouldn't always try and avoid just going, if you want this thing, make it sound like a, a commercial suddenly drop it in because that jolts people's brains. You want it yeah. to feel like it's a continuation of this conversation they're having with you.
0: Yeah. So that's a really strong thing for us, isn't it, Rob? Yeah, definitely. I love that. Yeah. So um, to recap, I want to recap here. So you guys have a custom script you put in, you kind of adjust depending on if it's a guest or if it's an intro or if it's just you guys. Is that on Google Docs? Like, Tell me, walk you through how that's happening. Is that like You've got your Zoom on and you've got Google Docs. You're just kind of off to the side. So you can just go here and say, Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to the show. Today we talk about X, Y, and Z. On the show we have we have Ken Kennedy on. He's gonna talk about blah, blah, blah. Is that how that works? Like you guys just adjusting that on the fly on Google Docs?
2: Yeah. We uh um- yeah, and the beauty, the beauty of Google documents is that Kennedy has it open. I have it open. Obviously we can both see, cause it's in that collaborative mode. We can both see the other mm-hmm. one, like highlighting a bit of text. So like, for example, there's sometimes like we do a thing where the, we do the subject line of the week and I'm not going to lie. Sometimes we've forgotten to like put the subject line in. So we've yeah. gotten to dig through that. So Kennedy might whiz to the bottom and go, Rob, you're a book. You've forgotten to put the thing in and I have to go, <laughs> oh crap. Um, uh, so I think it's just, it's a really, uh, particularly with two guests, it's a particularly useful thing. Yeah. Um, But yeah, we just use Google documents. It's there all the time. It's a permanent living document. So literally uh, 10 minutes before every episode, we hop on and we just go, great, let's quickly pop a bio in. Let's figure out what we're going to say to introduce them um we have a, we introduce each other with a stupid fact about ourselves so for example kennedy can tell the difference between coca cola and pepsi and i cry at penguins so like <laughs> we'll stick that in at the beginning of the episode so that every episode kennedy introduces me with a fact i introduce him with a fact our listeners get to know us a little bit better uh, in stupid stupid ways yeah and um And yeah, and that works really well. And literally we just have it in that living. So it's one document for it's one document. It's got the solo episode script. It's not a solo episode, is it? It's two of us, but the solo episode script, as we call it, and then the guest episode script underneath it.
0: I love that. That's super important for people because like people always wonder like how the mechanics like how's that work? You have a script, you write it down. Is it on Google? Is it on so Google Docs, it's open, you guys adjust it, tweak it to the guest, or if it's solo, the first like For that first 10 minutes then it goes into a natural script one of the other things super important things you mentioned there is like you you say the call to action twice beginning and end super important i used to have that mistake too of like or made that mistake early on in my career like i only mentioned the call to action at the beginning or sorry at the end Mm -hmm. and you look at the stats and this is i stumbled upon it like look at the numbers like there's hundreds of people listening here there's about 100 people listening here I'm going to go with the lion's share of the listeners, right? Mm-hmm. So, great, great points, guys. I really, I really love that that's advice. Um, I want to dive into a little bit about like how you guys or what you found for you, what's worked best when it comes to taking listeners and converting them into email subscribers, like what email mag, email opt in or, or lead magnets have worked best um, and how you're structuring those or, mm-hmm. you know, any insights about like what you guys found really works and moves people into that next phase of your funnel. Totally.
1: So there's a few different things. I mean, we depending on what your, your structure is like, and if you've got a team or you're working solo, you've got an outsourced team or not, you can do various things. If you've got a really elaborate team, you can do what some people do, which is working really well, which is create an asset which mm. is specific for that episode. So yeah. you've just talked about a thing. I've got a cheat sheet, a worksheet, or something for this episode. Now, that requires a lot more preparation, probably a couple of team members. And if you're at that stage, Definitely do that. I think that's a really, really nice thing to do. The next version down of that, which I think is really interesting. A lot of people have interview shows, um, which I think is a really, really good format in some ways. There's, we can talk about the discussion around uh, why interview only is is challenging sometimes, but yes. interview shows are great. But then what you also want to do in an interview show is you want to also establish your authority and show your leadership. And that's what you just done there, uh, obviously, which is, talk about your thoughts on it. And it's a great thing to do. But a really great other way of doing that is to say at the end of a guest episode, now, great, by the way, uh, that was that was a great interview with Robin Kennedy talking about email marketing. I want to share you uh, my thoughts, my takeaways from this episode. Mm-hmm. And I do that in our private podcast, which is only for subscribers. So they can now go and subscribe by putting their email address in to hear this private members only. It's a free membership. It's not paid for. Yeah, A free membership inside of the, all they're going to do is opt into your list and they're going to get sent the link to the video file or the audio file um, of you talking about your takeaways from it. So the good Mm. thing is it's extra content, but there's no extra creative for you because the guests have already supplied that. That's something Rob and I used to do. Actually, we used to when we used to have the old podcast, the one before this one, um, we used to uh, finish a guest episode. It was only guest interviews every week. And then we would do a video of our sort of takeaway on it. It yeah. is effective. The problem, the reason we stopped doing it was just time capacity. We just did not have the time oh. to make
2: that work. That's another really good one. Uh,
1: there's, a, there's a whole bunch of things. Rob, And you want to cover it? you
2: um, yeah, I mean, eventually we've, um, we've taken a totally different route altogether. Obviously we've given away a free report. I have to say we're, we're like obsessed with tracking everything. So with mm. our like lead magnets and stuff, we track, uh, where people have come from. So we track yeah. whether they've come from our podcast, whether they've come from an, a Facebook ad and which Facebook ad they've come from or whatever. Um, so one of the things we did pay attention to was just how many people were listening to our podcast and then thinking, "Oh, I'm going to go and I'm going to go and uh, opt in for that free report, that free PDF, that free email campaign yeah. we gave away." And it did pretty well. When we switched to what we're doing now, which as Kennedy said earlier, is our Facebook group, we are seeing massively higher numbers of people coming in. And whilst we can't track it as directly, we do yeah. ask people where they heard about us, and they say the email marketing show, your podcast, you know, words to that effect. And so that gives us a really good clue. It's not quite as trackable, but it's, it's pretty solid. Um, and so that means that we're actually seeing much higher numbers coming in from our podcast to our group than we were from our podcast to a, to a lead magnet, which is Got interesting.
1: It. Yeah. And what's really interesting is the really important thing if you're going to duplicate that model is we've named the group the same as the podcast. So the podcasts are called the email marketing show, the group's called the email marketing show community. So Got there's it. no thinking required. So we just say, go and search your Facebook for the email marketing show community. We've also created like a little um, a, a redirect URL. So if people are just on their open, on, on their normal browser, you know, on Chrome yeah. or whatever, you can type in robandkennedy.group and that will forward you there as well. So mm. you want to give people different ways. So this all leads to the fact that, on the way into the group, we ask for that email address. And this is a really important thing. We made a little change to how we ask for that email address. And we saw a significant number of more people giving their email address. And it's this, we were saying, Hey, do you want to receive our free, our free daily emails about how you can improve and make more sales with email marketing? We'll also give you a free gift, which is our four-day flash sale email campaign, every email you need to make some sales in a, quick, in a quick succession. If you, please put your email address in here. Bang. I was doing okay. It was doing all right. Mm-hmm. But then we added the words in brackets, in like parentheses, we added the words, this is not a requirement to join the group. And yeah. by adding that, we got <laughs> we get significantly more people giving it to us.
0: Um, like a bit of a reverse psychology. Yeah, that's interesting. That's super interesting.
2: One thing mm. I think is is really interesting and useful to note about the group is this. If we talked about our so most most people have like a lead magnet they give it away, they mention it in their podcast and they do that for an extended period of time yeah. because they don't have the team or the capacity or the interest to create a new asset every time. And so what that means is that there is a certain amount of like ad blindness occurs on the podcast where every week somebody tunes into your podcast and you say, saying, don't forget, you can go and download my free report, 17 ways to make the perfect Le Mange. Just go to this thiswebsiteaddress.com and mm-hmm. go over there now. And the truth is what's really cool about a Facebook group is even once somebody has, so what, with a with a lead magnet, once somebody's opted in for it, that becomes quite dull to listen to because they've already yep. got it and they're unlikely to go and review it. With a Facebook group, once somebody has joined, the only thing that can possibly do is remind them they've joined, make them go, oh, I should go and check out that group again because it was good and feel like they're part, that they're already, I'm already part of that. Like, you know, that inclusiveness, you don't get that with a free PDF, but you do with a group. So the more they hear you mention it week after week after week, all they do is feel more included and like they're already part of a thing. They don't feel alienated. So it works beautifully for new listeners who are not yet a member and for people who are already a member.
0: Good point. Good point. I love that. Um, I'm really interested. So that's a great, first of all, it's recapping. That's a great distinction. Like, Hey, you do not need this to be a member of the group. It's totally cool. If you say no, we'll still let you in. I did that with my group as well. And for me personally, I feel like uh, it lets people know, like, I only want you on the stinking email list. If you want to actually hear from me and I don't want you to put like email junk email dot or junk email lewis at gmail.com you know what i mean (laughs) you know it's like okay well thanks thanks man i appreciate for adding me to your junk email list um because we've all got those i mean i feel like all the marketers i know have like a a fake email per se to add if you don't want to get the junk emails but you just want the free thing or just to get access so having that like you guys said is super smart um i want to definitely talk about is this something i get a question a lot of questions about and that is Email indoctrination. How do you use your podcast in your email indoctrination to like welcome new people into your world, get more downloads, and eventually get them to build to trust you enough to say, okay, I'm going to put my credit card out and I'm going to buy the course or the membership or whatever it may be
1: hmm It's interesting. Um, we have a sequence when somebody first joins our list that we call the getting to know you sequence. Mm-hmm. And the point of that entire sequence, it's four emails sent over four days. And the intention of that, the whole point of it is it sets people up to understand who we are, trust us. And a lot of influence, a lot of persuasion that we have to do is about building beliefs. In fact, that's all influence and selling is, building beliefs. So it's about building all the beliefs that we need someone to have before they can become a customer. The Mm. biggest problem with most people's indoctrination or welcome sequence compared to like a getting to know you sequence, the big difference is they're not actually doing anything useful. You want it to be useful. Each of those emails need to do something. One yeah. of them needs to, well, every single one of them needs to train people that they should click links when you send them a link. Right. that Because <laughs> when they do, they'll get something good. They'll see something cool. They'll find something funny or they'll file something, find something useful. The other thing you want to do is build up your authority and build up your trust. You also want to build up expectations and tell people, this is what's going to happen, by the way. So people say, "What you guys email 365 days a year? Yeah, we do. We don't upset people. The reason we don't upset people is because we tell you in that getting to know you sequence that we're going to email you every day with something cool that's really going to help you. Yeah. So now if we don't email you every day, we're breaking our promise. That's one of the other big things you have to stack up in that getting to know you sequence is am I, when I say something, it is true. So are you, are you building that belief that when I tell you that Kennedy's the one with the white hair and Rob's the one with the red hair and we, we are closing keynote speakers who speak at events around the world, we prove it. We have photos of us closing keynotes at big marketing and events and big industry events. So we're building this thing. Oh, these guys tell the truth. So, and also the getting to know you is about two-way getting to know you. That's why it's called getting to know you. It's about You as the marketer, you as the person with the list getting to know the subscriber. How do you do that? You use surveys, use quizzes, ask people to click on links, to segment them so you can understand, okay, so one of our getting to know you sequence emails, one of the four, ask them to go and fill out a two-question quiz. They click on the thing, they take a two-question survey, and now we can point them in the direction of the right pieces of content and the right offers, the right products from us. That's going to help them with that big problem fastest. Right.
0: right. I love that. I love that. Keep going. Sorry. Sorry yeah, no,
1: no, that's great. Um, you can tell me you love me any time. Um, no, it's fine. Um, they. So that's the first thing. We get to know them. We get to help them fastest. And, obviously, and we, we use a tool. We actually are the founders of a, a software tool. You don't know this either, actually, called Response Suite, which is the survey tool, which is built for segmentation for these these kind of uh, surveys. The other thing we have to do, though, in those getting to know your sequences, is they have to get to know us. So we have to get to know them. They have to get to know us. So we tell them facts about ourselves. We tell them the context from what we build our beliefs uh, around ourselves. We have to remind them Kennedy's a psychological mind reader, Rob's the hypnotist. This is how this applies to you. This is how it makes it different. Now we understand you. Now we can help you. You should click because when you click on the, on the links to our stuff, you get good stuff that you enjoy. All of these, and there's many, 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 many more that we break down throughout, throughout these four emails. But so doing all of that, one of the things we do, I think it's in the first email, is we say, by the way, these emails are great but there's other ways you can connect with us because we're about showing up where you need to hear from us. So we have a Twitter chat over on Twitter every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern time. It's called hashtag email hour. If you're on Twitter, come and check it out. We tell them that. It's a bullet point of like five different things. We've got this podcast. If that's not how you find out about us, it's released every Wednesday. It's called the email marketing show. Click here. If you like uh, this thing, that our Facebook group, here, here that is the email marketing show community. So we point them at lots of different things so they can go and hang out, with us in the places they want to hang out. And that's really, really important because it's, it's a strategy we call becoming 3D. You want to become not one dimensional. You don't want to be just the person they hear in their earphones when they're running at the gym. Right. You also want to be the person they see stuff from on Instagram. You want to see the person they see tweets from and Facebook posts and, and emails, everything.
0: I like it. Dude, so, so Kennedy, one of the things you said in there was like instilling beliefs instilling beliefs so that there's no objections or they they believe you and they have all the beliefs and all the things they need in place to get an objectionless close or objectionless sale. And it's an easy, easy transition or, or easy transaction for them to make. It's a no-brainer. Um I think that's really important. Uh, now question for you do you guys link any podcast episodes in there specifically? Um like hey like check out this episode because it cause it, it stills a belief or or like how do you kind of use the content that you're making on the show? I love how you're like linking all of like the ways they can connect with you because everyone's different, how they consume content. Um, but I'm curious there. Yeah. Like when, and also the survey, we can get into that in a second here. Cause I've got a personal question for you on that one um, that we're using in our business. We're thinking about, so yeah, how does, how does a podcast content or specific episodes play in at all if they do?
2: So one of the things that we're really big on, we don't do it in the welcome sequence, but throughout our email. So in the welcome sequence, we just tell people about the podcast in the get to know you sequence. For the rest of our email marketing, though, we're really big advocates of using small bits of content in order to pre-frame something before somebody goes and checks it out. So one of the things we do whenever we're working on some new promotion is to sit and say, okay, great, we're going to put this product together. What is it? And we literally document this out. Partly as like a, as part of the process of writing sales copy, but if the sales copy is already done, we'll also do it as part of like the email promotion planning It's to say, what is it that everyone needs to believe or understand or think before they can possibly buy this product? Mm. And then we'll look for the bits of content that we already have that support that belief. And because with a podcast, you are building the ultimate library of easy to, easy to consume content. On every topic imaginable. Like you want to be in a position, don't you, where somebody could ask you any question and you can say, oh, there's a podcast 392 on that. Go and check (laughs) it out. Yeah. Now our podcast is growing now to the point where if there's not an entire episode on it, there's probably a definitely uh, like a snippet within an episode where we talk about it. So one of the things that we will do is we will use podcast episodes in order and and other things like videos too, in order to pre-frame and pre-build up those understandings and expectations in people before we do any sort of promotion. So um, we're gonna do a list building thing okay great let's have a podcast episode which is about uh six amazing lead magnet ideas okay great let's get that out first that way people know what a lead magnet is they know why it's important they know what six different types of them are they can imagine themselves having one they might even know they've they've already got one because of something they did ages ago mm. that does a whole bunch of the heavy lifting for us so that when we sweep in with the offer and it doesn't particularly feel like it's intentional it doesn't feel like we're saying now nah, we're going to sell you something tomorrow. So, first go and listen to this podcast episode. <laughs> yeah. going to set you up. Yeah. Um, it, uh. Because what we want to happen is we want to, if you've ever watched like, um, if you watch like Kennedy's show, you might see that at the end there's this big reveal of something that somebody or people in the audience were thinking of. But actually, he then exposes that actually this happened because of a bunch of things that happened throughout the course of the show that influenced that decision. That decision at the mm-hmm. end was inevitable. The reason that works is that over a period of time, the audience are collecting all these bits of stuff subconsciously so that at the right moment, the decision they're asked to make just makes sense. We do the same thing with email so that people consume our content and we know they've consumed it because they've clicked to it. And therefore, when those people for clicking on it now go into a, a sales sequence that sells them a the thing, they've already collected all the bits of information they need along the way in order for us to not need to mention it at the, at the point of sale. But everything makes sense to them and everything feels right to them. And it feels like like for a sale to happen, it just has to feel like they're the right person at the right time with the right offer. And if is, you get some of that done in advance, that's how that feels. Interesting. Pretty good email marketing
1: actually makes sales pages kind of redundant. Like the thing is, if you've built up the beliefs, what's the great thing about doing it by email is you can control the cadence at which they consume that information. As you put it all on one big one sales page, that person decides how they're going to read it. They're going to scroll at the price first and then up and then down. (laughs) Yeah. And then back up. That's what's going to happen as you do with email. Actually, most of the time our best can, in fact, I think all of the time, I don't like to say all the time, in case it's not true, but our plainest, simplest sales pages sell the best. And I think it's because more stuff on the sales page can only create more friction. Mm-hmm. So but by time releasing it through email, that, that really does help just to sort of support what was was saying there. Yeah.
0: Interesting. Okay, cool. So the, podcasts is used as a way to instill beliefs and, and just periodically, right? Like you guys are like you're saying, you're Rob was saying, you're pulling out those pieces and kind of using them in the email sequence leading up to selling something, right? So you guys are referencing certain episodes, certain parts of episodes to, to get people, hey, listen to this, check this out. That way, when the day comes, whatever the sale, the open cart day comes, you guys are like, hey, like you've clicked, you've listened, probably this makes sense to you if you're that person now. Who's got all these beliefs instilled for them from the past couple of emails? Um, that is really, really brilliant. Now, going forward, have you guys like thought about using the podcast, um, like more like creating series of podcasts, for example, leading up to a sale or anything like that, or kind of like what's the year on the horizon or any new
1: things? No, I out? mean we do, we don't do it that way, and, and I think the reason is because we like the. We like to get the maximum longevity out of episodes, which is one of the reasons we don't, this is a strange one, we don't do, this is episode 26. This is episode 27. Mm-hmm. We do not do episode numbers. Mm-hmm. Because if you if somebody joins your podcast right now and they start listening the a new listener and they listen to the newest episode, which everyone does, and you're at episode 82, and then they look, they find an episode, which is episode three, they're going to think, psychologically as us human beings, we think that's old. Yeah. Nobody wants old. What we want is fresh. We want new one. We, want, we want, all want to know what's cutting edge, even though that stuff in our show is always the same. It's always as relevant, right? Mm-hmm. So we ditched episodes. We don't mention episode numbers in the show. Instead, we use our personalities being fun and entertaining to come up with funny um places for the, the show notes to be. So we had one which was at um email marketingheroes.com slash underpants, email marketingheroes.com <laughs> slash doodle. Um this kind of thing. So um we used that instead. Um but yeah so we got rid of the numbers thing in order to make it so that these things were no longer felt like they were chronological, yeah. even they are yeah um and so no we've never done series because that will sort of lock it in. The other dangerous thing I think with series, and I've fallen out with other podcasts that I loved, is if I'm a listener to your show, and now you're in a phase of a series that about a thing I don't care about. Like suddenly you're about to launch a Pinterest course, so now you've got like three <laughs> weeks or yeah, four Pinterest weeks content. of content about yeah. Pinterest. Yeah. I couldn't give a toss about Pinterest. You've now lost me as a listener. Whereas at least if this week's about Pinterest and I couldn't give a toss about it, at least next week it's going to be about something good. You know, yeah. so... um.
0: I think that might be probably not what I would do. Gotcha. Um, last question about segmenting your email lists is how does that happen for you guys? Like for us, I'll give you kind of a personal example. I love some coaching on the spot here. Um, some advice. We've got two people on our podcast list. People who, A, want to start a podcast, but don't have either the time or know how to do it. And that's where they're on here to learn. Or B, they have a podcast. This is, I'd say, the majority. B, they have a podcast, but it's neither growing nor monetizing the way they'd like it to be. They've not—they're not getting the maximum usage or benefit from it, and they're there to learn how to do so, how to do that, and do it better. Um, what's the easiest way for you if, if you're someone who's like looking at like other business owners in this in this in this podcast Facebook group? They probably already have or listening to the show, they already have a list, but it's probably a mixture of people, and they don't really know how to segment or target them. And I know it's it may vary from software to software, but um, for you, what's your advice on like what's the easiest way to do so? Does right. So is? this is the thing, right? You could easily
1: like, obviously we own response suite. So I'll tell you about the way we do, yeah, it with do. surveys because it's the way it's the way we do it. But literally uh, the way we do it for our members, when they join our membership, the league and when people join our list is we send them a quick win quiz and that is what it's about. It's about saying, hey, we want to help you get the quickest win possible for your biggest challenge, where you're at, your type of business. So we're going to ask you three questions or some whatever it's going to be. Yes. And they're going to be just multiple choice questions. Click, click, click. We want people to be clicking, not thinking. Right. If they have to type, they're thinking. It's going to take up too much time. They're not going to complete it. So all we're going to ask in your case, right? If I want to figure out where they're at, I want to know, are they just getting started? Do they already have, or are they on that journey? And then I want to ask them, what is their biggest frustration with getting the next point? And so all I would do is put a two or three question survey together, a quiz together using something like response suite or other tools. And I would just ask them, click the things that are relevant to you. And then because these tools, because in this case, response suite integrates directly with your active campaign or your keep or whatever the heck you're using. Yeah. Um, you now can just, that will tag them. So that person will get tagged when they complete the survey saying this person is a beginner thinking about doing a podcast and they've got no budget. So now you can do two things simultaneously with, with the way we do it is one, you will, or well, three things you'll push all of that data into your active campaign or email marketing tool. Mm-hmm. Secondly, you'll tag them with the things they've suggested that they need help with. And third When they hit submit, they'll immediately using, uh, we use a a tool, a, a, a methodology inside response week called smart redirect, which is you take them to a different thank you page, which helps them with the exact thing they need straight away. So now they're on a page which goes, thank you. So it looks like the thing you really need help with is this. Here's a podcast episode that helps you with that. And here's um uh here's our program that will help you with that. Or do you want to book a call, depending on on where they are in yeah. their journey? So now what you've got is you've got an immediate um for that person, they've got an immediate satisfaction of this person can help me. And you've shown me the res- show me what you can do. For you as a business. We've now, as a business, we've now got all the information we need, so we can make really good decisions. And because it's in our email marketing system, if some of that follow up, if all of that sales process is automated because of an automation yeah. based on those tags, then so be it. That's what it is for us. Like that delivery process is automated. So that's the way we do it. Does that answer your question?
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. And and then some. Yeah, that's great. That is great because you want to get people like you want to get them what they need immediately because they're probably in that buying pocket right now where they're answering the questions about their pain points. Like they're most prone to being open to buying something to solve that problem. So I love that. So
1: so let me just jump into that because the thing is as well is if they've just joined your list. Or you could use this as the opt-in, the lead generation thing on your mm. podcast. Hey, let's find out your biggest opportunity for the biggest win in your podcast right now. We actually have another guy who teaches podcast uh, for business podcasting, who's doing this exact funnel. So he's cool. using response to that's how I know who he is. And he's a friend of ours. <laughs> he, he, um, he says, find out what your biggest opportunity with your podcast is right now. Go take the quiz at the quiz for my podcast, whatever it is.com. Yeah they go they check it out and now um but the really important thing is you have to frame that as a benefit to them yeah. Yeah. not Love tell it. me how i can help you yeah no that's still about you even though it's tell me how i can help you it's still kind of about you mm. what you want to do instead is say let's find and pinpoint your biggest opportunity for growth in your email marketing for for your podcast and give you the results that you really need. Uh, That's really important. Um, So
0: let's make it all about them. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Love that. Um, And that's how you're going to move that for me personally to to add to that. Like that's how I've found the best uh, success in moving people into a phone call or the Facebook group or onto my email list is like, it's all about them. It's not, I want to give you this free gift and I know it's going to help you. Here's what you do to go get it. X, Y, right. Z, right.
1: And actually what you said before was really interesting because if you do this quiz, we do the quiz at the moment as part of our getting to know you sequence. So they they join through the Facebook group or whatever, and yeah. then we send them the quiz. Um, what's really interesting about sending the quiz straight away is they're currently at the highest level of interest mm. in you that they're ever going to be at. The moment <laughs> they join your list, you're the best thing since sliced bread, as Rob often says when we're, when we're speaking, right? Right. After that, guess what's happening? Unfortunately, your popularity is dropping off, just dropping and dropping and dropping. So at that moment that they care about you the most, ask them more questions because they're going to give you that information. They're most likely Mm. to give that information at that point. And then you've got the retention, you've got that information, and now you give them solutions to their exact problem. So you're actually getting people to like you by actually helping them. Mm not doing slimy old-fashioned email marketing. Well, yeah, you don't really tell them how to do anything. Tell them what, but not the how. No, tell them how.
0: Yeah. I love that. I love that. Anything else to add, Rob, before Rob uh, closing up and um, tell them where to guy, where people can find out more about you?
2: Uh, no, I just think that, I think this is such an important thing. And I think all podcasters will wish they'd done this sooner. Like the minute they start doing this, the minute mm-hmm. they start bringing people over. And find out more about them, and do you know what? That can impact your. That can impact all of your like future podcasting. You get to find out. Well, what is it that people really want help with? Because you will pay attention to the data. While it's lovely to segment people and send them in all different directions, you will start to notice trends in data. So that yeah. gets to enhance all of your future marketing going forward. Gets to shape the decisions about the kind of people you try and bring in in future. Wow, those people that we're bringing in and the, and are voting this in the survey, wow, th- th- they are just more profitable subscribers than the others. Let's focus on them. Like it drives so many decisions as well as making a perfect journey for every individual subscriber. This bit is the thing that I think most people will wish they'd started doing earlier.
0: That's yeah, that data is super, super powerful once you are you have it at your disposal. Um, Rob Kennedy, where can people who are in the Facebook group and also in the podcast learn more about you guys? I'm sure, I think I have a hunch of where where it's at, but um, go ahead and tell them. Yeah, surprisingly, it is our Facebook group. Literally, we if you want to figure out
1: how you can apply this stuff to your world, your podcast, your business. How does this stuff work for you? Because all of our businesses are different. And how you apply these things are slightly different. We'd love to just, we we hang out in our Facebook group. It's called the Email Marketing Show Community, as you probably guessed. Um, (laughs) And literally, we hang out in there like, well, like way too much. We should actually get some work done. But yeah, we're in there all the time. On the way in, if you want to actually see these daily emails that are funny, actually valuable and make sales every day. So you can see how it's done. You'll be given the opportunity to give us your email address on the way in. You can do that or not. It's up to you. And also, of course, the podcast, Rob, right?
2: Yeah, of course. So you can find us at theemailmarketingshow.com or just search on your favorite podcast player for the email marketing show. It'll pop right up. Hopefully we're getting ranked for email marketing. Who knows? But goes for the email (laughs) marketing show and uh, you better find us. It's one week, it's us. Then the next week, it's a guest. Then the next week, it's us. Then the next week, it's a guest. And I, I could go on, but you, you get the idea. <laughs>
0: <laughs> love it. Love it, guys. Thanks so much for uh, being on the Facebook live and also on the podcast. This is awesome. I appreciate you. Oh, thanks, pleasure. Thanks, man.